Hola. So we've just had our first live podcast. I know. It's in the can. And uh, true, true to form, uh, not for any of our fans, because, you know, we love fucking them over. Yeah, we we just did our first live uh, podcast. Uh, it was how many people do you think? I would say about? It was about thirty. About thirty, I think that maybe it may be a bit more than that. Yeah, yeah. Every every. We're series. in a Soho House in uh, Amsterdam, and uh, they agreed to do it um, just because uh, they put on performances each day. So we thought. We, well, I mean, we got asked it, to do it, and, well, we yeah. just, and we decided months ago. We, I think we were, were we meant to put it out to the listeners? Mm-mm. I don't think so, no, because it was no, for members, members only, only for the club. No. So members only, none of them listen to the podcast from all, all over the world, we mostly We one dogs. actual fan of mine who's seen my who's Netflix, seen on Netflix and then yeah. everyone else was... He's just like, very, taking, taking a punt. Very well-dressed, like, fucking entrepreneurs, like very, young, cool people. Trendy very, very polite and stayed into it throughout the whole thing. Oh, like, I wasn't there. Um, I imagine it would have probably been a bit more of like a rowdy audience had it been. Alright, but if we sound fucking weird in the podcast, it's because one, we're very high. And two, I'm very, I was very nervous. Because right. <laughs> like, normally we'll laugh at each other's jokes and that's fine, but when, you, when it's just us two laughing at each other's jokes and nobody else is laughing, you go, oh, maybe we're not as funny as we think we are. Yeah. <laughs> And then every now and again, because they, they didn't laugh a lot, but, but they, every time they did, you were like, it was it meant something, you know. And um, and there was a there was a couple of kids, but they stayed they stayed with it, yep. which is what I, I didn't like. I didn't expect that. Honestly, I thought we were either going to be not putting out this podcast or putting it out like because it's a fucking shambles. I've just realised I fucking forgot one of the your dad jokes. It's one of the best ones too. Can I do it now? Yeah, I'll do it now. Hold on, let's see if I can find it just so I can get the wording right. I knew I'd fucking skip some. I wondered why you had two more than I did. That's absolute bullshit. So, so this is the first yeah, time we've done yeah. an intro as well. Uh, your but, dad has one toenail longer than the other so he can sniff cocaine off of it. <laughs> <laughs> Those trendy fuckers would have loved that one. They would have liked it. Anyway, here's a podcast. <laughs> oh, fucking enjoy. <laughs> and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Do any of you have any idea what this is? No, right. Do any of you have any idea who either of us are? Yes. Oh, you do? Right, good. One fan. Which That's one? Which one? Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, the superstar. Um, yeah, so this is weird as fuck. Um, we, this is just a dumb podcast we do. We're comedians. His name's Kyle Humphreys. My name's Daniel Sloss. Uh, we tour about 30 dates around Europe uh, every year in about... 50 yeah and I think I think they'll make their own judgment if we're comedians over the next hour yeah it's uh, so whenever we go on the road we just do a podcast every Monday and Thursday for our listeners and fans just to keep them updated if there's nothing intelligent about this don't expect anything deeper but this is just dumb dick jokes for an hour and like, if, you, if you understand 50% of what I say then you're doing well yeah like feel free to walk out at any point the second you realise how stupid this whole fucking fiasco yeah, is yeah and at least have a decency to make a scene yeah like yeah. really make a scene if you shout shout at us yeah just feel like you're not gonna you're not gonna be leaving a performance you're just gonna stop eavesdropping in on a conversation is the best way to look at this but if you enjoy it great come see us live shall we Hi Daniel. Hi Kai. <laughs> this is weird. Isn't it, it is very weird. It's we're so currently weird. sat in uh, the Soho house in. Uh, we're in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. We yeah. just arrived this morning. Our hotel room wasn't ready, so we went to have a joint. Yep. And then started overthinking the whole idea of performing in front of a bunch of people that don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, to do our first ever live podcast in front of. 90% of people who have no fucking idea who either of us are. And you know what's nice about And because it's in Soho, I think because it's in Soho House, the expectations are very high. I, I, I love walking into like members' clubs as well because I'm so council estate that when I walk, I've always, I was in my joggers when I walked in because I travel late. But then you think, like, do I look like I've walked into the wrong place or do I look like an athlete? No, you look like everyone's looking going, he's a million dollars. He's I, just walking in here with his tracksuit on. I think you look like you're casing the joint. <laughs> like just coming in, checking where the security really, cameras are. Really bad undercover. Yeah, or, or just a very, very shit rapper, whatever the UK equivalent would be. Like a poor Macklemore that actually needs to shop in the thrift Is shop. Is he from the UK? He's not. No, that's why I said the UK, not uh, Macklemore. Okay. All right. Don't patronise me in front of my friends. <laughs> 
So we're doing this. I've done one gig like this at the Soho uh, House, Soho House in uh, London, and that was to perform to seven people who were definitely there to see Reginald D. Hunter. You are not him. <laughs> I am absolutely not him. I don't know if you want to talk polar opposites. And um, to the listeners, there that Reginald Hunter is a big black man, and if you've never seen Daniel before and you've only heard his voice on the podcast, he is not. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine they could have guessed that, but yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, I don't know what part of my voice would ever give you the impression. I don't even have the. Cause you know, people think that of Elliot Steele when Elliot Steele guests on the podcast. Yeah, because he's, he's from a big London. black man. He's yeah. just a little white boy. Yeah, that's where you get when you choose to. Where is he from? Croydon. Croydon. I think that's a whole area. This is much nicer. We've been uh, to Amsterdam several times before. This is the only time we ever have to take it easy. We've got a flight at 7.45. 7.45 to go to Ireland to try and ruin a wedding. Yeah, another one. Yeah. I'm not doing a best man speech at this one, but I'm still going to attempt to get booed at some point. I'm going to keep saying that any new listeners as well, just to address to everyone in the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to any new listeners, I just got married recently. Yeah, he got married in Ibiza because he's. You don't need to clap that it wasn't successful. <laughs> <And it's just laughs> I mean, so yeah. so far I've spent the entire entirety of my marriage on tour with Daniel Sloss. Yeah. yeah, three days afterwards we hit the road, and this has been, you know, a very graceful honeymoon period. Yeah. I mean, the sex has been shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a t- taste of marriage, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Is that what marriage is like? Uh, where, where have we been recently, since the last podcast? We were, well, we went we to Paris. Went to, went to Paris. Which I, I want to talk oh, yeah, I'm wearing trainer socks again. I was not looking forward to Paris because yeah. I do not like Paris. Well, we got there, and uh, we got there early, which is rare because it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a, had, a, had a lot of time to kill through the day. So I asked you if you wanted to go and do some touristy shit. And why would you not do it? Because I've seen everything. I've been to Paris five times, and if I wanted to see the Eiffel Tower again, I'd Google it. Google it. That's exactly what it so same with Same with the art in the Louvre. Like, if I, I, if I, I know what the Mona Lisa looks like. Yeah, once, like once you've seen the picture of it, you've seen it, really. Oh, and, uh, I went in, <laughs> I went into the Louvre, like, because you were at home Googling it, and I, I thought it was going to, like, there's loads of cocks. What? There's so many cocks in the Louvre. What do you mean? Like, every picture has a cock in it. Oh, every you mean painting. the art? The art. Oh, I thought you were just calling like everyone in France a cock. <laughs> it's, it's just a fucking museum of dick pics. <laughs> it's sculptures with dicks, paintings with dicks, the odd boob. The and odd? when I say the odd boob, I mean an odd number of boobs, because oh, it's only ever one boob out. Is that where the... Renaissance art? Where's Michelangelo's David? Is he there? Is that not in the Sistine Chapel? Is that... No. Not an intelligent podcast. Is it, I've no idea what it is. I genuinely have no idea. I, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's there, though. Otherwise, it would have probably been on there. Does it, anyone know? We can use you as Google. In Florence? In Florence? Yeah. Michelangelo, there you go. It's in Florence. This is much easier. Yeah, I didn't, so I didn't go there. No, you didn't go there. So you saw Michelangelo. No, you didn't. You saw Mona Lisa smile and a bunch of dicks. Yes. Right. So you have to walk through the dicks to get to the Mona Lisa. Oh, that's how they get you. It's like the lure you're in. They're like, <laughs> oh, look at this classy-looking demure lady. <laughs> And then you just have to walk around getting slapped yeah. in the face with decks. Alright, so you know you know what it's like to be a woman on Tinder. <laughs> 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 just looking for one special thing and just deck, yeah. deck, deck. Nice <laughs> 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 to get some perspective. Yeah. Well, this is the main thing I want to talk about on the, this week's podcast. Uh, you found out that you have uh, disability so it makes sense I don't need to go to the Louvre because I can picture whatever yeah, that looks like I'm actually, I'm actually shocked that this hasn't been talked about on the podcast before it's actually the first time we've brought it up but uh, shall I start from the beginning go right in 2016 I was uh, oh, in 2016 uh, winter mm-hmm. <laughs> totally unnecessary specific oh, no, but, no, but, but now I'm picturing <laughs> yeah. it uh, oh fuck you because you know where this is going uh, Natalie my now wife then girlfriend uh, handed me an article like she was reading an article on an iPad and you went can you believe some people live like this and handed me this article and I read this article it was a really lengthy article and it was about a condition called aphantasia and aphantasia is mind blindness where it's so it was explaining that most people when they picture a red triangle they can actually see a red triangle yeah. so as if you've got aphantasia you can't see the red triangle and then I was like well you can't see it because he's like you know what a triangle is you know what red is so yeah. you know what a red triangle is but you can't bring up the image of it in your head and then I was reading this going what the fuck is this is this a joke? Yeah. Like I thought it was it's some kind of like Buzzfield article to make everybody read it and think it's a fucking prank on them, but it would just be the same for no. everybody. And I kept re- like reading on. It was like 
little things like you know when people say they count sheep to get to sleep yeah. they actually close their eyes and picture sheep and they can see sheep jumping over fences yeah. grazing in the field and you can't do I that I thought it was like a turn of phrase <laughs> I thought it was like a metaphor for like shepherds get tired when they're counting the flock no no so, so then like counting sheep is a metaphor for getting to sleep and that I was like actually picture it and then I realised like because it's like when I close my eyes so just, to confirm, what, just confirm for people what this is you can't see anything in your head. So if I say picture a beach, right, and there's a red ball bouncing on that beach and the fucking leaves are blowing east, or, well, right. Right. You can't see any of that in your head. Right, this is where I, get, I can conceptualise it. I don't see it. When people say vision, uh, like, imagine. I don't see it with eyesight. No, but I don't see it with anything related to eyesight. So you, there's nothing, there's literally nothing no, going I, on up I, there. I, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> this is zeros and ones like the Matrix. <laughs> um, it's like, I know what a beach is, I know what a red ball is, I know what we left from right, I know so what leaves you, are, so but, the, all of that. that but, but when, you, when you're reading books, is are you just going, right, this man, I know what a man with, they're yeah, describing, this, a guy walks in, he's got a beard and he's got a baseball cap. You know, man, beard, baseball cap, but your mind can't stick any of those things together. Yes, and this is what pisses me off the most. <laughs> this is pisses me off the most because I'll be reading a book now, knowing that the experience I'm having and the experience everybody else who doesn't have mind blindness has, you have like actual theatre of the brain, like vivid hallucinations, yeah. right? I'm just like, <laughs> being... Like told a story, which is what I thought it was anyway. Which <laughs> is bullshit. But my main question is, how do you masturbate? Like, like if you don't have porn, like I feel I've got nothing visual there. I feel like an absolute mug now for every memory wank I've ever had, because <laughs> I've had memory wanks, but I didn't realise you were bringing up images of things that happened. So what were you remembering? The that, had ha- that, that had happened. <laughs> you know, just, just that, that you had. Yeah, it. that happened. Remember that? <laughs> Without your mind's eye. <laughs> Just describing the situation to yourself. Yeah. So, how old are you now? And you've just worked this out. I'm 35, and I worked this out when I was 33. And uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And so it must suck because it's a condition that exists in how much of the population? Actually, it's it's one in a hundred. It's like somewhere between one and three percent since they figured out. And that's what I, I, I mean. We should have put a precaution on before talking about it because statistically, some people might be sitting there going like, "Oh fuck, this is yeah, me." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I, I've told this to a number of people. I haven't really shouted about it because I don't identify as it. It's something yeah. I'll talk about as a discussion like we are now. Um, but. I was telling Kerry Marks, the comedian who I worked with in Australia in 2017 for the festivals, and he went pretty much pale the same way I did when I read the article. When he it's was just, hearing all about it, it's such a weird thing to just. And then I presented him the article, and for the next three days, he was just subdued. He was like distant, you know, as he's in his fifties, and he's realised that. And it, this is how it feels. It doesn't feel like you found out you've got a disability. It finds out like you found out everybody else has got a superpower. <laughs> Like all of a sudden, like you're just walking about, enjoying a day, walking, running, jogging, and then you find out everybody else can fly. Yeah. And you just haven't known about it for 35 years, and then your mate just goes bye, and then flies off. You're like, oh shit, you guys can do that. <laughs> but, but I think comparing yourself to other people is the route to sadness, anyway. So like, I don't look at that. I, I look, I look at it going, well, before I read that article, I yeah. was fine. You know, so I'm only going to be sad if then I compare myself to everybody else and go, oh, fuck. Right, but we're all having a great time, mate. Yeah, but I can't... I can't just look, I've got two dogs dance, dancing in my head right now. Yeah, just me right, imagine them dying. I ha- even happier. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't, um, I can't get jealous. No? Not really. Is that something else you I really can't do? <laughs> no, just, you can't imagine. You can't, are you autistic? No, I just mean, when I say I can't get jealous, it's like, even if I did start getting jealous, I think and my wife was like, I mean, I've been away for four weeks, she could be getting up anything, but I can't draw that picture. <laughs> like, I don't have to watch her getting, you know, what she does. <laughs> you literally can't. All those pick. things. <laughs> I guess that is one of the advantages. I just think, because to me, I can't imagine... It's, it's so hard to understand what actually visualisation in your head is because it's not like it's over yeah, your I'm, eyesight. It's I th- just... I think I've worked out... like there. Like it, is it like uh, a head-up display? On a, have you ever seen... No, the it's co- not a hut. No. Like the cockpits of a, like a Harrier jump jet. It'll have like the green hologram come up over the image. No, like, like I, I couldn't Photoshop your face in my own head. Now, if I could, I would. <laughs> right? But I can't... And- there, I think it's like a prescription as well. I think some people have got like I think it's on a on a spectrum. But in fact, there's actually I got because when I started uh, digging online to find out like information about it, there was this like scientist that was <laughs> mad scientist guy trying to get 
trying to like get email addresses of people that feel like they're affected by it so you can do some kind of seminar yeah. and then ages later like a year and a half later so more recently this email arrived for both me and Kerry saying that they're doing a seminar for people with aphantasia and hyper aphantasia so we looked up what hyper aphantasia was and it's the opposite effect with like an over vivid imagination where you can't like really control it and then, so I guess it would be like tripping balls all the time I don't or just what like actual I don't know whatever you've got times a million I don't know what that is Right. So, uh, me and Kerry decided not to go to the seminar because it was like putting homeless people in with billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> like, the absolute fucking opposites. Yeah, they're just strutting around like they own the place just yeah. because they can actually picture themselves owning the place. Uh, so, yeah, the, like, Natalie handed me the article when, uh, and then went to sleep. She had work in the morning. I mm. don't, because... Do you dream? Yeah, that's what's strange. I dream, but... And I've also uh, hallucinate when I take, not not too much when I take mushrooms and acid, but when I took DMT, like my mind's eye was way open there because I, I went down the fucking rabbit hole. So you reckon it's just fucking lazy? I think I, I, like I, said, I think it just has a prescription. <laughs> and acid's like it's putting its glasses on. <laughs> I just find it because I get, like, because this obviously must have been a condition for years and years and years and years. Like, how do you? But how do you identify it when you don't know how other people see things in the head? How like you can't compare it? Right. Because even in a discussion, it's hard to imagine not being able ah, to. And what's nuts is like I'll still say imagine and I'll still say visualize because I, I mean it, but I don't. You mean can't it. use those. I those those are like our the, words. <laughs> I just feel like the term vision and the term <laughs> image that I attach to those words. Right. I just I don't have an image. I don't have a vision, but I can imagine. I can visualize without images. No, no, no. I guess you're just a little bit. You're gluten intolerant. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, I can't handle bread. That's, I think that's a fucking bad sign of evolution when... How did it just happen overnight? Can that happen? Can you be not gluten intolerant for 28 years? Yeah. And then just all of a sudden... I, I think it's either one of two things. Either one, I spent too much time in LA <laughs> and it's just like fucking not, not photosensitive. What's the other one? Not photosynthesis. What's the one where you can absorb powers? Not powers. I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't matter. No, it does. Osmosis. Osmosis. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is great. This is way better. Because normally on a podcast, that would take us 30 minutes and most of the podcast listeners <laughs> would have turned off by that. Oh, point. people scream at the podcast when right. we're getting something wrong and they're just go, oh, you guys are idiots. Yeah, so I imagine you could go through osmosis from other pretentious people in LA or alternatively, what my doctor was saying is if you ever go through periods of eating lots of bread, which is my everyday life, and then you go through periods of not eating bread, which is like when I get back from tour and I'm cutting out carbs and stuff just to lose weight. No Turns out your body labs. can just fucking forget how to break down gluten and just goes, nah, never again. You had really? your chance. Look who's come crawling back. <laughs> so does that mean if you can get if you can get gluten intolerance, does that mean you can like lose it? I'm trying. Can I'm, I come like, and I've, go? I've not changed my diet in any single way. I'm still forcing pizza down there every day. And I'm yeah. just at this point it's yeah, I'm just holding a gun to just see what happens. See who caves first. I'm, I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm shitting myself a lot more regularly. I, th I think um, I think I'm allergic to cheese, but I, I just deal with it. Is this when you get? I get like I, it's the weirdest reaction. That so if I eat cheese, my cheeks sweat. Mm. Just in like a little line under my cheeks, not the rest of my body, just my face. Just warping. Right? Like yeah, like if you if you, if you like threw a handful of dust at my face, it would just collect there, right? Like an American footballer, right? So this is what we play. For. <laughs> Go put some cheese, like Nelly. So like Nelly. <laughs> so I am. I have my face sweats when I eat cheese and I'm like this is definitely a reaction like allergic reaction or an intolerance but like who you, gives, no, there was who not gives periods where you thought that you got that from a no what was it when you oh, got your this head a, yeah this was well, what, what are you looking for the water the water you got the truth alright <laughs> <laughs> truth for all the new listeners is Scottish <laughs> for dry Scottish mouth Scottish for dry mouth it normally comes on when you're very very high so, did you, th was it when you were crying from your nose, what happened after you got your head kicked? Oh, I've had a few of these, now that's a different one, the crying from the nose thing. Is this just the Kai's, like, Weird Ailments podcast? You're one of the most interesting but broken people I know, and I think there should be a case study <laughs> on you every horrible. week. I know, it, it's really mean. It's meant to be. Uh -huh. That's what I was hitting for. It, was, it seemed like it should have been wrapped up in a compliment, but it wasn't. <laughs> you just said it in a way that it was, like, packaged, like, you're just one of the most damaged and broken people. Like, <laughs> I said it was, the, I said it with the tone of it was going to end somewhere nice and yeah, 
<laughs> like one of them shit sandwiches, you know, when you give me the, yeah, you've got a lot of damage, but you've got character and a bit of spark. Yeah, just <laughs> nah. that, man. You've got to subscribe to the rest of it. That's why I lure you in. So the, the first one was, was when I was in a jet ski accident and I, I woke up. I, I woke up in the ambulance. You were jet skiing where? I was jet skiing in the North Sea, in the, just off of the coast of Blythe, which is near Newcastle. Uh, so I'm jet skiing, having a good time, having fun, woke up in the ambulance. And what what had happened apparently is like I'd hit a big wave, come off the front, I'd either hit my face off the water or yeah. the handlebars, and I was unconscious, and another jet skier got me out and brought me back. And then the paramedics came. I was breathing, but I was unconscious. And the paramedics went to cut me out of the wetsuit. Oh, but yeah. my friend Craig, who's girlfriend it belonged to yeah. it was oh. his girlfriend's wetsuit okay, okay. <laughs> you were wearing it yeah uh, he realised that <laughs> the paramedics were going to cut into his hundreds of pounds worth of equipment and then bundled them out the way and ripped my limp lifeless body out out of the wetsuit he just wrenched me out the wetsuit and uh, so I lay there nude getting monitored <laughs> and he then, starts taking off your rings yeah and then um and then they put me in the um, ambulance and I woke up in the ambulance like just a bit confused as to where I was and yeah. shit, right? And they had me under 24-hour surveillance and they, they, people just kept rolling through and making notes and stuff and, and like chatting to us and I was talking back to them and they seemed confused that I was talking and they were like, oh, there seems to be a problem, but they weren't revealing anything to me. There was just oh. people coming, like students coming in to learn from me. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, like it was something was going down that they weren't telling me Did about. You don't reckon again, it's just the first time they've seen somebody like you in a hospital like that. Like they've just come in and been like, how can he afford a jet ski? <laughs> <laughs> so, I walk, uh, so I'm trying to figure out what's the problem, why everybody's coming in and out. And then eventually when they found out what the problem was, they come through with a smile relieved to tell me everything's okay. And they told me what the problem was and why they were so concerned. It's because there was water flowing out my nose and they took a sample of the water and it, it had protein in it, which meant they thought it was brain fluid. Oh, so if brain fluid's coming out of my nose, I shouldn't be talking to them. <laughs> like, I shouldn't just be like, oh yeah, I am fine, is the jet ski okay? <laughs> so, so, um, so they were, that's why they were bewildered, right? And then, uh, they that did a couple the closest, of, that must be the closest thing they'd ever experienced to a zombie. Like, it's like, the yeah. you shoot it and it just like, keeps walking like, he should be dead, this makes yeah, no sense. He's far too stupid to realise that his brain's been ruptured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too stupid to die. So they've done the tests on this body fluid, whatever the bodily fluid was that was coming out of my nose, because it definitely wasn't seawater because of the content of... Yeah. Uh, it turned out it was... I'd, I'd bust my tear gland, ruptured tear gland, so where I, where I cry from all the time, <laughs> uh, had bust and started leaking down my nose. <laughs> and I was crying out of my nose. So when they, when they took the sample... It's a much more efficient way to cry, because if you're crying, you've got to blow your nose and wipe your eyes. I would say that was a growth in evolution. Yeah. It'd be like peeing and like shitting out the same hole. Like, why do they have to be different? Well, point? you don't do that. <laughs> I thought everybody did that. God, I find out everything about myself. Um, so that was that one. The other one was related to the cheese sweats I was having. Mm. Um, was uh, you know when you Google something, when you Google your symptoms, yeah, and you never Google your symptoms. Yeah, because Google just goes. Because go dead. to a doctor and let them Google it. <laughs> 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 they can filter the bullshit. Yeah. They've just got a faster internet connection. <laughs> yeah, um, I googled about like I was sweating from my cheeks, and so far it had been just done. Like a regular basis, even when I was cold, I hadn't attributed it. I hadn't attributed it to the cheese yet. Oh, right. So uh, I'm googling what it could be, and I discovered this thing called Fraser syndrome. And Fraser syndrome is when somebody's had a bang to the head, and it can like uh, do like a, like a, something to your neurological pathways. Mm. And every time you're meant to salivate then you'll sweat instead, it'll activate your sweat glands instead of your saliva glands. So you've become more efficient, your tears are coming out your nose, but now your saliva's coming, coming out, out your my pores. face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so. Are you an actual slug? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wired wrong. Yeah, you're absolutely wired wrong. I'm like a prototype android. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we've just got some of the... No, you're, you're more like a knockoff. No, but it, it, it wasn't that, it turned out, like, it's just because I googled it, but the thing about that was when you've had a bang to the head, that's when you can develop Fraser syndrome and I'd just been beat up by their uh, doorman. By Not our doorman. By a team of security. Yeah. In, uh, Let's in, tell that story. In Newcastle. <laughs> I love this story. Why can't any of the stories be about you? 
Because <laughs> this is just the podcast. This is not just today. Because now, while you've got now, now, now I've shown off in front of my friends. Because um, I don't cry from my nose, and I've never been in a fight. The only time I've ever been close to being in a fight is you stepped in before I was even aware it was happening. I got headbutted in Glasgow once, and I've got no self-defense mechanism. And by the time I opened my eyes. Uh, the guy that had headbutted me, Kai had him on the floor and was just punching his head. He touched my boy? <laughs> put, his, <laughs> put his hands on my boy? He's now my the, best friend? I get headbutted. <laughs> I then have to protect the guy who's just fought me for no reason by pulling Kai off of him. And I said to Kai, I was like, you need to learn when a fight's over. And he went, you need to learn when a fight's fucking started. And I was like, well, that's actually a fair point. <laughs> Uh, so the ah uh, the, the 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 doorman. So I, I had a bang to the on, head. I remember this one vividly because this was I was at I was in a I was at home and it was about three in the morning and home I was in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was at I was at, <coughs> we were just off tour. I think I had a couple of days off, so I was getting high playing FIFA and I get a call at three a.m. from you and I, we never call each other. Was it that a FaceTime when it was face a FaceTime? Was bust up. Yeah. Face, I just had like two big fat Mick Jagger lips. Yeah, when it's, we spend so much time on the road together that whenever we're not on the road together, we very rarely stay in contact. We know nah. we're going to see each other within a couple of weeks. Yeah. And we plus, I just need a bit of time away from you, man. <laughs> <laughs> like it's every hour of every day. <laughs> I mean, I am. Yeah, every hour of every day in each other's company. At least we don't share rooms anymore. Nah. So the second you FaceTime me, I'm like, because normally if Natalie ever phones me, I assume that you're dead. And whenever I phone her, she assumes you're dead, which tells you a lot about how you live your life. <laughs> they just call each other all the time. <laughs> and every day, like, oh, he's dead again. <laughs> it's just wishful thinking, I think, at this point. So you FaceTime me and I'm like, this is going to be very interesting. And it's just, and for a man who has a black eye, is bleeding profusely from his face. And I think had a bit of a chipped tooth or was it no chipped tooth? Yeah, I got a chipped tooth. Chipped tooth, like had the biggest fucking grin on your face, like to the level of, what's the name of the guy in Fight Club? Just that level of just, I'm like, you've clearly just been beaten up. Yeah. So I thought, what happened? So this is this is the... The gist of it. Um, went to a Newcastle match. Newcastle were playing Bolton. It was 3-0 to Newcastle. Uh, Hatton burnt off. I scored that wonderful goal. Down oh, yeah, goal, yeah. Right? Uh, so this is 2012. Um, we'll go out for a drink afterwards. There's just a, about eight or nine of us from Blythe. Mm. And we're going out and we're in this bar called Purdue, which is jumping and lively. And we just wanted to chat to each other. So we went to the bar on the side of it. And so it's just like a little lounge. I guess a, a room a bit like this, uh, dimmed lights, yeah. music, music Way playing. Less <laughs> yeah, music playing, and uh, just you, you can have yeah. a conversation. All right. So one of my friends has had a few beers, and he just falls asleep in one of the comfy chairs, right? And we're all at the other side of the bar chatting, right? And then the doorman comes along, sees him asleep in the chair, and starts wrenching him out of the chair to get him out of the pub, like throwing him out as if he'd like threw a glass across the bar. Yeah, as opposed to just as opposed to uh, hey, wake up, mate. Right. Not meant to sleep in a nightclub. It's time for you to go home. He was like wrenching. Him about the chair and I just got defensive but I didn't run in and headbutt him <laughs> I just ran in and I got between I was like oh he's with us we'll look after him we'll keep him awake until the taxi comes it was like 15 minutes before yeah. the taxi came I had half a pint left each and we're waiting for a minibus and uh, he just went fuck it I'll throw you out and he grabbed my arms and he started pulling me out the pub and I grabbed the side of the door like that and yeah. when I grabbed the side of the door he just started laying at the back of my head and then it just become like the fucking wild west so he punched you in the back of the head he punched me in the back of the head and like all my friends are at the bar and stuff I ended up like getting him in a headlock and like holding him in it and then yeah. a bunch of these other door staff ran through and it was just like but one of my favourite parts of this story is Kai's older brother Gav. yeah I'll get, I'll get to that right, okay. I'll, get, I'll get to that <laughs> yeah yeah, so like that all goes on in there. We get thrown out. I get a good, I get a good shot on him in the midst of it. So like he's a bit bloodied up. And you need him in the face. I need him in the face. <laughs> and I get outside the bar, and we'll go across the other side of the road. And like me and my friends are just flustered. We went from having a nice pint. Just staying, yeah. just having a nice time, you know. And then all of a sudden, we've just been lynched, and we're all battered up, and yeah. we're just dusting each other down, just like giving each other hugs and shit, right? right? And then uh, adrenaline pumping, adrenaline pumping. And then they must have put a call out to the other doors in Newcastle. The other doors, fucking the other door staff. Yeah, because a fucking army of them just come round and just made a circle around me and kept my friends back and just that was like a dog ring, <laughs> like a dog fight. Yeah, pinned it, you down and stamped on your head. It was a genuine it murder. It was a genuine murder attempt. It was, a, but again, too stupid to die. It was a proper shoeing. They like yeah. kicked in the face and shit, right? 
And then you couldn't press charges. So I, I went to press charges. The yeah. first thing I done when I got back is uh, phone the police and make a statement. And uh, I got um, through a contact. I got a solicitor, and then arranged to meet and uh, make a proper statement with the solicitor. Yeah. Um, so I went to the I went to the police station the next day, and they had a picture of the guy. They knew who it was. They had a video, and they said it was over the road, and showed me over the road him kicking me in the face. Going, yeah. that's him. We've identified that it's him. He's kicking me in the face. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. Yeah, He's, it's not even if it was in his bar, you may have an argument because yeah. it's over the road. It's a revenge crime for yeah, whatever yeah. happened in there, which is a separate case. Whatever happened here, it wasn't on his jurisdiction, on his badge, his fucking. Everything. Yeah, he's done. And he just went. But the problem is, this is your brother, and he showed a picture of my brother in the bar grabbing one of the bouncers, and my brother was on steroids at the time, like he was fucking massive, and, <laughs> and he got the door and he threw him out the door. And then shut the doors, and it's in the bouncer's statement that he said to the doorman, "You're barred. <laughs> banned from You're banned from, from, the, from the pub." So he said, "This guy here has been assaulted by your brother, and he's pressing charges against your brother. He's only going to drop charges against your brother if you drop charges against him." And I went, "Fucking lock my brother up! I hear the gun." <laughs> Yeah. He's just looking at me like, I know my brother's going to be fine in prison. I don't know if you've seen the same video I have. He's going to be fucking king of the place. Yeah, I visit him once a year. <laughs> Conjugal, yeah. Bring him cake. Just so he thinks there's going to be like a, something in it, but there's not. <laughs> just cake. Yeah, you've somehow managed to He's diabetic. <laughs> that's, what, that's what his uh, injections are for his diabetes. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, I had to drop the charges, but uh, he, he did lose his dormant badge because even though they didn't take it to the criminal court right. or anything, like what he done was against the <laughs> against the I mean, bare minimum against social yeah. etiquette, like an actual hate crime. So he lost his job, and I imagine as like a part of redneck security guard like that, he's he probably hasn't got much else. No, it's probably better for the best. Yeah. So we're now about three weeks into the tour. Mm. We've done. Should we talk about Paris? Didn't we talk about that, the museums? No, but more, I want to talk more about the gig because it was oh, one yeah. of those gigs that absolutely should not have worked. It was amazing. and It was on a boat. It, it was on, it was like subterranean on a boat. It was yeah. like you'd get on the boat and the bar's like... Yeah, so it was on the, it was the River Sien and it's downstairs, so it's right in the under bit. Beautiful stage, shouldn't have worked, but or being on stage was one of the surrealest things. Because I drink when I'm on stage, so I'm used to, you know being a bit yeah. lightheaded, but because there's no windows it's so closed off you forget that you're in a boat because it looks like you're in a and occasionally another boat goes by and sends like a wave under it yeah, and you just have to bounce yourself for your yeah, performance just looking, feeling dead weird I, I, I'm surprised nobody gets seasick or any of that stuff yeah. because there's, you've got nothing to compare it's like the reason you can't read when you're uh, read when you're driving when somebody else is driving <laughs> the reason you can't read while you're driving is because that's massively illegal albeit very impressive uh, is because your vision's focusing on that one bit there where everything else is moving and your brain's just unable to process that. But seasickness is, I guess, it's similar because the landscape's moving around. But when you're in there, you're just, I guess it's like being on a fucking, like a bouncy castle, that you, but you can't fucking see anything. Like being in a womb. <laughs> yeah, that's where you went? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with it. I didn't expect womb. No, I just mean, the, well, I mean the sounds of the water yeah. and a bunch of other people. But it was, it was nice how you could like be stood on top of the boat, just watching boats go by, people walk mm. by, and then all of a sudden you're just down and you're in a venue. It just seemed like the weirdest switch of scenario. Yeah, and, yeah, real. And, and, um, it I can't came, even say, I was going to say it was, it was an underground club, but it wasn't, it was underwater. Yeah. It was recommended by Eddie Azard, right? Because yep. he... Because you weren't going to gig in Paris again because you didn't enjoy it. Well, the, the first time we the first time we gigged in uh, Paris, I didn't enjoy it that much because the thing we enjoy about t- gigging in uh, Europe is I want to gig to the locals. Like if I come to Amsterdam, I want to gig to the people that live here. If I gig in Romania, I want to gig to Romanian people. Yeah. I don't want to go to places and gig to British people because British people abroad suck. <laughs> like yeah. the, the way, and, it, and that was proved when we went. It to, is true, and it's like suck, it's like they? I said, they're the ones that'll be Brexit voters. Yep. And they'll be anti-immigrant, and then they'll go to another country and be an immigrant and yeah. still maintain the same belief yeah. system. Yeah, a lot of Brexit voters live in Benidorm. Yeah. I just have no idea why that is immensely hypocritical. So, yeah, that's the audience we got the first time we come to Paris. Yeah, coming to pa- yeah. And, yeah, and obviously British people that live in France are miserable because the British culture is being overly polite and the French culture is the absolute polar opposite of that. Yeah, they... Uh, 
do they think it's cool to have bad manners? Is that the, just, is that the <laughs> stick in France? Are they like, oh, I've got bad manners, so I'm kind of trendy? I don't or know. Is it, is, it, is, it like, is it measured? I reckon, for the French people I've spoken to, they went, it's genuinely just part of the culture. Like, they don't, because they, they don't see it as offensive. They don't see it as rude to each other at all. That's just how they talk to each yeah, other. It's only us that it's find It's efficient it communication. Yeah, yeah. None of this, I mean, it's, yeah. If America's the too far version with the friendliness, people will talk to you in elevators, which I think is a death penalty offence. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have seven seconds together. I do not need to know your name or how your day is going. Like, after this, you are just merely a background. You're, su- you're such a hostage if someone talks to you in an elevator. Oh, it's just... There's no escape. You just sit there and, how's your day? None of your fucking business. Like, would Absolutely it be, would it be <laughs> Them talking to you in an elevator, would it be less rude if you just then put your fingers in your ears and went, la, 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 la. <laughs> Somehow, minds would be, yeah, that would be rude. Would that scene is rude. It's, it's the equivalent of, like, imagine you're just... You're, in a traffic jam, right, and you pull someone pulls up next to you, and they just knock on your window. Hiya, <laughs> how's your day? None of you f- go away. Are you here on holiday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's the Bullshit. American level of sort of friendliness. And again, if you're if you're because we find the uh, the French rude, the counter is we find the Americans suspicious. That level of friendliness, I je- it yeah. takes a while to trust. Just because when you say hey, how are you to anyone in the UK? You've stopped listening. The you don't care how they do. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, fine. That's it. The answer with a question. Yeah. Answer with the same question. How are you? How are you? Good. Fine. <laughs> Done. How are you? <laughs> Done. We just, Two questions, no answers. Straight. Solid. It's pure yeah. script, right? It's pure just script. You go through it because it appears polite, whereas you don't actually care. The Americans give a shit. Like, they go, hey, how are you? You go, good. They're like, that's awesome. How are you? And they're like, well, my wife just left me. And you're like, what the fuck yeah. happened? Yeah, I got up late this morning and <laughs> yeah. missed the bus. You're like, oh, fuck, no. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see you get your diary out. Yeah. <laughs> that way, I think, uh, I don't know how, uh, but apparently the French are quite nice to American tourists. I think they're just horrible to us, from what I've heard. I think that may be a lot of places. Oh, I yeah. think a lot of places hate the English. Yeah, maybe, no, like, yeah. I think a lot of places hate the English. When I sometimes get bad service in like in France or in in Spain or somewhere like that, I'm like, they've probably had so many shit English people. They've seen an English person and went, oh fuck this guy. Right. Because and, and it was Ryan Cullen who's Irish. Yeah. Um, he was getting bad service in a restaurant, and then somebody worked out he was Irish and apologised profusely for being yeah. rude to him. You think, oh shit, sorry, I thought you were English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's what happened. I've had it in places where you just go over and go, are you from England? No, Scotland. Hey! And you're like, thank God for that fucking free pass. <laughs> yeah, but you you guys have only got that free pass because you don't have any like big football, you don't, you're not in any football I tournaments. Because your, 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 your old fans would still be shit football fans yeah, abroad, I, but you never get a no, chance no, to be. No, absolutely. No, Tartan Army, uh, every time we've appeared in the World Cup, we're given the uh, Fans of the Year awards. For the past well three times we've been in it's going all the way back to the 1200s <laughs> that's a lie <laughs> of course it is fucking idiot. <laughs> not that winning the award but the Tartan Army winning the yeah but no I don't even think I don't know when football was fucking invented. I think your hooligans would be the worst no, absolutely not Scottish like English mad cunts are just annoying Scottish mad cunts are terrifying uh, well to you but I no I've been to, I mean there is a difference between rugby games and football games but I mean, and it has been a while since we've been in the World Cup. Yeah, but rugby no. doesn't rugby doesn't get supported by hooligans. It gets no, played by them. Aye. You know, it no, gets no. It gets watched by aye. civilized people. Yeah, well, rugby stadiums in Scotland, you're allowed to drink regardless of what time the game yeah, is. Yeah, they treat and, you like adults. Yeah, whereas in, for the uh, Celtic Rangers uh, derby in Glasgow, they legally cannot have a match between those two that starts any later than twelve thirty because the amount of people pre-drink. Oh, if you yeah. if at seven o'clock, they'll. Dr- I mean, people are still drunk at these games on a Sunday, the Lord's Day. <laughs> Apparently, cricket's like that. Apparently, cricket's just like because it's such a long, no, I, long drawn out game that it's just a day on the piss. I can get a, by. I can. Get, I just, hey, can you? Because it's legal to smoke weed here and in LA. Can they smoke while they're watching a game? Is that? Um, I don't know. Well, no. I think, it's, it's, I think it's still about smoking laws. Like you can't. I don't think you're allowed to smoke in a football stadium, are you? Mm, not in the UK, but then no, not in America either. I don't think. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't think you. Would you want to watch a game high, like yeah. in a stadium? Like, would it just be the most like? Oh, I guess it's like you know when the UFC is in Japan and they don't really cheer, they just like observe it. Yeah. And it's like kind of hushed silence while they watch the fights, and it's kind of like creepy atmosphere. I imagine it's, like, a respectful. lot of UFC fighters. You think are if you're stoned, you would just watch the match just like that, like not not on the edge of your seat, not like following the ball. You'd just be ah sure. 
Mm, I don't know. I've, 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 I, I, I think most things are very, very good high, and that's not a level of social interaction you need to do. You just need to fucking... The, the colours alone will make you happy. <laughs> you are, you please. Aye, very much so, especially when you're high. Oh, we played this fucking awesome arcade game when oh. I was stoned before. I can't remember the name of it, so let's no. cut that a bit short. Cut it out, <laughs> then, it would, then it'll just be me trying to explain a game that uh, I hardly knew the rules to anyway. Yeah, yeah aye, let's, cut, let's brush over that. Speaking of games, shall we go on to Muggle Corner? Yes, do you want to introduce Muggle Corner to the new listeners? Right, for the new listeners, Muggle is a term coined by J.K. Rowling in uh, the very famous uh, book Harry Potter, which I'm a massive, massive, massive fan of. Uh, Muggle refers to people who are not magic. Uh, They lack magic. And so we've started using that term in everyday life to to describe people who also lack magic these aren't bad people they're, they're also not a person specifically not like specific. some people have muggle traits yeah like I go to my mum and dad's house right and they've got a photo frame with me and my wife my brother and his girlfriend my sister and her boyfriend and it's got live laugh love and it's the pictures of their boys and their girl and, and that is and muggly that, as shit that's live laugh love and that's fucking adorable but my mum's a muggle aye absolutely that's Mu- the muggle shit. like uh, muggles one of the other words we've always done is muggles queue for the airplane I've never understood you're given an assigned seat <laughs> And a sign seat, and, they, and everyone goes, right, get on the plane. You're like, we're, we're all going to the same place, you fucking daft bastards. Like, there's no, nobody's going to be on my seat. It's not a bus, it's not a free for all. Mm-hmm. So each week we come up with something. Muggles will put on Facebook, like, uh, Hive Mind, and then ask, <sighs> ask Facebook a question that they could have easily Googled. Yeah. So they, they're not malicious, they're not all bad. Nah. Like, uh, we're guilty of most of these things ourselves, but the rule is we each come forward, pitch a muggle thing, and then if both of us agree, Anyone who does this, including ourselves, has to go stand in the corner for 30 seconds for it. And just think about what a shit muggle they are. Muggles walking a line on a pavement. Walking a line? Ah, uh, you know, fucking... Ah, oh, muggles don't. No? Are you kidding? On a pavement? Like if the... Like yeah. in, a, in a... No, like a side-by-side fucking line. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, I thought you meant like in a no, single-file like line. Con- no, no, those are the best ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Because I hate... Like, like it's like couples that will refuse to unhold hands. Yeah. Even if going single-file is the best option. They'll just say, oh, but we come as a two. <laughs> you know? You're like, nah, single file up, hide your numbers. Do you know what you should do? Next time you see two people refusing to oh, no, hold hands, go grab one of the hands and just start swinging them like dads do to the kids. Just really ruin it for them. Yes. I can't, it's, it's just, it's such a level of uh, social selfishness to just not be aware of, like, you're on a busy fucking street, especially in London, I imagine this yeah. is quite bad for you. You're trying to fucking get somewhere and there's just four twats just fucking looking at the sky looking being around. like architecture's beautiful and it's like I'm going to make you look at the pavement it's have you seen those people and it's one of the most passive aggressive things and I wish I had the courage to do it right but you can get rings right with fucking little bike bells on it oh uh, yeah that's and you just walk behind them and you just go ring ring ring, ring. And, that, and people would, just hear it and they go ah, and then you just walk straight through and that would appear rude right absolutely you'd look, like a rude, you'd look rude if you were like ding ding but then you put like a bit of metal between your legs and do it and it's fine yeah yeah so just, why not if you're going faster whether you're on a bike or whether you're on foot if you're going faster ring the bell like, just, yeah, you should start doing the air horn just like so, ah, just yeah. ring. <laughs> you can do custom, <laughs> yeah, custom ones so what you could do is like you know if people are going to get like a, aggressive to you because yeah. you're ringing a bell and start yeah. fights you could get one that's a knuckle duster <laughs> so like, you ring the bell and so it's like you tell me to get yeah. no, no I think yeah do you want to play, uh, sweat cheese from your face I get it because if you get beaten up again I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. what other mental conditions you're going to get the one I do in airports and the reason this annoys me oh. so much is in airports is I'm glad that you arrived at the airport on time well done you I did not can you not walk like everyone in this airport it's probably in a hurry at some fucking point. Yeah. And just people again walking around, especially in the tight tunnels. Yeah, everyone should just assume to be in a hurry in an airport. Yeah. For the people behind you. I've at started least. I've started doing something incredibly rude, but if it's an emergency I'd stop it and it's just properly running and just stamping my foot mid walk. And just people go, ah and you're like, sorry, I'll apologise for that bit. You, you can only do it with your headphones on though. Yes. Like you you can't you can't be rude if you can hear it. But you know, if you've got your headphones on and some loud music, you do that, it's almost like you didn't do it. <laughs> like you couldn't hear it and then you fart <laughs> be on your way. I, th- I hate in airports because, like you're saying, on footpaths, at least you know the route, right? In airports, people are just kind of going in different directions. Mm. Um, 
it's a lot like it's a lot like it's a lot like being a snowboarder snowboarding and skiing. Exactly what I was going to say. When you've been going snowboarding and you've been doing this fast, right? You learn to learn people's vectors in their angles and where, like kind of where they're going and at what pace, so you know the quickest route. And other people just don't. Yeah. And by other people, we mean skiers. Yeah, <laughs> skiers. <laughs> We're in a room full of people with money. Oh yeah, so they're, they're, they're all scarce. scarce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> snowboarding is such new money, isn't it? Like but nobody yeah. starts learning a snow. Like everyone skis from an early age. When yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I did. But then if you if you're like 26 and then you go onto the mountain, you're like, well, I didn't learn as a child, so I'm just going to get the one that looks cool. No, I just the reason I switched from skiing to snowboarding is I just got to a s- stage of skiing where I'm just like, this is. I'll kill myself if I go this fast. Like I do have no faith. I'll happily break a rib or a tailbone. But when you're just you can, on skiing, you can get to such a speed that I'm like, I'm gonna go back in time at this yeah, point. Yeah, this, this is something that um, this it, I agree that skiing's faster than snowboarding. That's not even up for All debate, right. right? But people use that as an argument for why skiing's better, but don't apply it. Yeah. Like if anybody anybody I know that says skiing's faster, I've never been. I don't get overtaken by that many skiers. Well, that's because you're always face down in the snow, because trust me, I've been with you, and you do. <laughs> we do get overtaken a lot by skiers. <laughs> no. The odd one. No. Like, that'll whiz down. Because we always But most the... of them, most, like, I would say, like, 90% of the skiers are just, like, really slow grind. Oh, yeah, that's because we're... Yeah, and, that's, and, and that's because we're on the fucking easy slopes. <laughs> <laughs> like, all oh, of yeah. the very fast skiers yeah. are the fucking mad is... cunts are going face down on the yeah. double diamonds. Are you, happy, are you happy with my one to go in the corner? Well, well the, people, the people not getting, like, going in, yeah. in horizontal lines Just across pavements without having any social awareness. Yeah. 100% that's it. Right, so if you do that, even if you've done so, it accidentally, which I know I have. Sometimes I, like, I get confused between what's muggly and what's just a bit rude. Well, I think... Cause, like, mm. But no, I think it is because it's unaware. It's just like blissful it's, unawareness, isn't yeah, it? It's ignorance. So it's not. It's none of it's like you're turning. Your, they're not being obnoxious. No, but they're just turning their brain off for a bit, and then and and every time that happens, we count it towards Mongol Corner. Yeah. What's yours? Mine is um, and this is what I discussed with uh, Natalie and Kat is uh, Muggles will ask you how you slept. As oh. if that conversation's going to go anywhere. <laughs> As if that conversation's going to go anywhere fun or interesting. <laughs> you know, you're just going to be that kind of, oh, yeah, slept great, slept like a baby, woke yeah. up without my alarm, fantastic. What should we talk about now? I wish that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> or it's going to be like, I have fucking slept terrible. I've been tossing and turning all night. I'm fucking knackered. You look fresh as a daisy. Fuck off on me face. We have shit questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's no reason like, yeah, like oh let's do this dance then let's talk about my sleep yeah. so you can talk about yours because there's clearly a reason you asked yeah. <laughs> tell us about your dream you dickhead <laughs> I reckon this is normally asked by people who think dream interpretations is oh uh, yeah do you believe in that the, any like dream interpretations I think you, you can have stuff on your mind and it can manifest in your dreams oh I think so. I, yeah definitely think that I think stuff that you do during the day obviously affects your dreams but I don't think yeah. like if you see an eagle flying west, your wife's going to get pregnant shit. Ah, oh, yeah, that's just hocus pocus, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, if your teeth fall out, you tell lies all the time. It's like, well, I can't double check that because I'm not going to stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're actually... Uh, I've got, oh, shit, how long? It's absolutely uh, shit crack to have. I, I think it's similar to where, when hairdressers ask you where you're going on your holidays. Uh, at least with holidays, you can start like sharing. You, you, like if you go, oh, I'm going to Ibiza, and then like I got married oh, so in Ibiza, and you start like you, you, it's a jump off. Like it can lead to other conversations, yeah, okay, right? It can lead to other things, but like that is just like a thud, just like conversation dead end right on your lap. Because <laughs> I guess it's not even what did you dream? It's just how did you sleep? Fine, sweet, my turn. <laughs> I had three wanks because I couldn't <laughs> start getting really like overshare. Couldn't stop thinking about you cheating on us. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I just sleep not well. I just find out I've got no fucking imagination. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Right, I think uh, we should. So that's, that's going into the hundred percent. And again, look, if you've asked that question before, which to be fair, I've asked that question definitely several times, and I will ask it again. But I'll hold my hand up, admit it, and after this, I'll go stand in the corner for thirty goddamn seconds. Right. Because yeah. Right, now this is the bit that'll be interesting. This is our favourite bit of the podcast, and 
Um, it's, it's been running. It's been running now since 2016 when we started. We've done two a week. In each time there's a podcast, we insult each other's dad ten times. So there has been over one thousand, way over a thousand dad yeah. insults. This basically so started the, with we, the we, well is running dry. <laughs> <laughs> we basically realised that you know your mum jokes were outdated, sexists, fascists, like just all it's those. It's time sort of for things. the dads to get it. Aye, it's time to rinse <laughs> people's dads and why not each other's. Uh, Kai, your dad's got them apple-bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go for a take two, but we got a live audience here, so I can't. Oh, no. uh, your dad has a pleather gimp suit. <laughs> What's pleather? Like plastic leather? Like fake leather? <laughs> Penny pinching. <laughs> <laughs> your dad uses mouthwashes aftershave. <laughs> Does it for all the vampires he's going out to pull. <laughs> your, your dad does... Your dad dressed your granddad in his own best suit for his funeral, but now he wants it back. <laughs> your dad cuts his limbs out with Tylenol and then asks your mum if she regrets marrying such a bad boy. <laughs> your dad tried to pay his drug dealer in coins. <laughs> your dad writes Bible sexual fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad whistles while he works, and it blows my mind that he can whistle with a cock in his mouth. <laughs> uh, your dad moonlights as a geisha. <laughs> your dad practices what he preaches, and he's always preaching to the choir, so what I'm saying, your dad's at choir practice. <laughs> uh, your dad thinks he can talk to cats when he can barely even talk to people. <laughs> your, your dad can't roll a joint. <laughs> Neither can you. <laughs> it was not about me. <laughs> your dad's Patronus is a slug. <laughs> your dad is like a pedal bin. You can slip on his toe and put garbage in his mouth. And, and like a pedal bin, he does absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> Except getting full. <laughs> After you told your dad you were marrying Natalie, he sat out in the back garden throwing every picture he had of you onto the bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> and he had loads. <laughs> Just weird. Uh, your dad talks in Morse code. <laughs> uh, your dad is dressing up as a mermaid for Halloween and is going to drag his fat arse around Blythe, storing M&Ms in his seashell bra. <laughs> <laughs> your dad overreacts when you tell him he can only play out until the streetlights come on. <laughs> Just throws a proper way. I cry. Oh, nice. Are you done? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Unless you've got... Oh, mate. Have you got another one? Your, oh, you motherfucker. Your dad released his diary on audiobook and it's just 13 hours of him crying. <laughs> <laughs> and your dad wore a life jacket when he got baptised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. All right, well... Well, we've just had our first ever live podcast. I know, and our regular listeners are going to be real annoyed that none of you know who we are. Yeah, this is one of the things for our regular listeners where they would love to be sat here right now, right? Because they'd get a lot of, there's probably a lot of in jokes and stuff that we didn't even realise, and they'd love to be part of it. But I think they're loving it even more that you guys don't listen to the podcast, and they're probably just really enjoying some of our anxiousness. <laughs> like, oh, Kai's got a nervous tone in his voice. <laughs> Why is He's it? usually such a confident young boy. <laughs> but thank you for coming along. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you.